Scripture this morning comes from John chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Well, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in, his, in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. What a privilege to be here and to hear the word of God. Let's start with a word of prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your guiding us uh, on this journey through the Gospel of John. We ask that you open our hearts and minds to receive the message of peace that dispels fear, calls us to share your love, and assure us in moments of doubt. Please, let your Holy Spirit guide us as we come into your word. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us take a trip down memory lane to 1969 when the astronauts chilling on the moon spoke about, about a piece that was out of, that, out of this world. Imagine them seeing to the earth and saying, here there is a piece without words. We cannot describe it. But... When they returned to Earth, they found a world still grappling with wars, hate, and fear. They came back to reality. Today, we are on a mission to find a different 
kind of peace, one that doesn't fade upon our return to reality, but it is rooted in the message of the risen Christ. And the first thing that we want to see in this passage, that the peace of Christ offered to all of us is that he offered this peace that takes away fear. Notice the first thing Jesus did as soon as he appeared to his disciples. He gave them his peace as a salutation. But when he has said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were afraid and hiding because of the Jews. They were afraid and hiding because they knew that the Jews were doing everything in their power to eradicate this nonsense of Jesus as the Messiah. They had already killed Jesus, and now they were bribing the soldiers and the Roman governor to keep silence about the resurrection of Jesus. And my dear friends, they were not going to stop there. The book of Acts says that they gave letters to put the followers of Jesus in prison. They took all their possessions, and some of them were killed. So the disciples had reasons to be afraid. If they had killed Jesus, they could do anything to them. But what a change. What a change when they saw Christ from the dead. In verse 20 says that the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. After seeing Jesus with the marks on his hands and feet, they realized that the cost of their peace had been paid. And that filled them with joy and gladness. And that, my dear friends, applies to all of us. The fear of men. The fear that comes when we realized that this world can do to us what they did to Jesus. The fear of losing what we love the most. Our lives, our status, our reputation our future, or our families. Fear takes away the peace that Jesus gives, and the only way to drive away this fear is to believe in the work of Jesus Christ for us when we see his hands and when we see his side. Jesus has not only given us peace in the sense that we shall receive a resurrected body like his if something happened to our mortal bodies. But we have also received, as Ephesians chapter 2 say, says, a great salvation. 
This great salvation encloses the forgiveness of our sins, a relationship with God, which means that we are not any more enemies of God. Instead, we are friends with God. We have been received in the family of God. And instead of eternal condemnation, we have been given eternal life. When we see his feet, when we see his hands and his wounds, the price, the price he paid, then peace will fill our hearts and will fill our, our souls. And we will have this joy that all overpass all our understanding. And that's the peace that Jesus offered them. Remember in John chapter 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. The peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. And notice at the end of this verse, let not your hearts be troubled. Can I repeat this to you this morning? Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's the first benefit that we receive when we receive the peace of Christ. The second is the peace of Christ gives us a mission. Notice at the second time when Jesus told them, peace be with you, he sent them in a mission. He says in verse 21, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. The peace we have obtained because of Jesus is a peace that sent us on a mission. We are called to go and to share with others. But notice that we are not to call, we are not called to offer peace without Jesus. Verse 21 again, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. God sent his only son when he wanted to give us peace. So if we are going to share the peace of God, we should not offer it without Jesus. He is the giver of peace. And Ephesians chapter 2, 14 says, For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing walls of hostility. He himself is our peace. Peace is only through Jesus Christ. Durable peace is only through Jesus Christ. We have no right we have no right to offer peace without Jesus. The church is not a humanitarian aid organization. 
we may or may not have food, clothes, money, or shelter to offer, but we should always be ready to offer the best thing we do have, and that is Jesus. And this is why Christ gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are incapable to give this peace to others. But through the Holy Spirit, notice verse 22. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to share the peace of Christ. We would be offering our own solutions to the world. We will be offering our own peace, which is very short-lived. We will be offering a peace that is very temporary. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do this mission he has given us. We can share Christ even when it might cost our own life. Spirit that lives in us is the same spirit that empowered Jesus to do the mission the Father commissioned to him. He is the one that brought the Holy Spirit, is the one that brought Jesus back from the dead. So do you see the great power that Jesus has given us? A resurrected power has been given us. Through the Holy Spirit to do the mission that he has commissioned to us as well. But it's only the peace of Christ. And that's why with this context we can understand the following verse. Verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any... It is withheld. Here the idea is not that you and me or the church have the authority on our own to forgive or not to forgive the sins of people. But rather that as people who are sent to offer peace of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, we proclaim a gospel of forgiveness of sin. And when we do not proclaim this gospel, we withhold forgiveness. Amen if we offer food, shelter, money to help people. Yes, that is really good. But if we don't give them Christ, we withheld forgiveness of sins and peace Durable peace with God. This peace gives us a mission. But the third aspect that we see here in this passage of the peace of Christ is that the peace of Christ clears our doubts. Eight days later, 
Jesus appeared to his disciples a second time and said to them for the third time, peace be with you. And then he goes directly to the doubting Thomas, who represent all of us. Thomas was the one who says, unless I see his hands and the marks of his nails, notice how strong, and place my finger into the marks of the nails, <laughs> and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. That's how strong was Thomas. Some say Thomas spoke for the whole world. Give me proof, and I'll believe. So when Jesus appeared again for a second time, he told him directly as he was, as if he were listening, he was listening to the conversation that Thomas had previously, and he said directly to him, put your fingers here, come. See my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. John doesn't say whether Thomas accepted Jesus' offer and touched the wounds. Apparently, he didn't have to do that after all. When he saw the living Christ standing there, challenging him to touch his wounds, Thomas gave the highest confession of faith in Jesus that we read anywhere in the scriptures. In a posture of worship, Thomas answered, My Lord and my God. He did not call Jesus teacher, master, or even Messiah. The word translated as Lord here is the same word used in the Old Testament for God's high name, Yahweh, the same name that God gave to Moses. I am who I am, and you cannot even pronounce my name. Thomas confessed that Jesus was Yahweh. His God standing before him in the flesh. Can you imagine that? You see, he did not need more proof after being in the presence of Jesus. And what a lesson for all of us. Because it is possible for us to be presented with a lot of evidence that, that, evidence that points toward the resurrected Jesus and still choose to reject him. But it's 
it is not because of the lack of evidence. Rather, this points to the crucial role of faith, which is a divine gift given by God. Faith is a gift, as we read before in our call to worship, a gift given by God. The Pharisees have all the proof of the resurrection of Jesus. They knew that neither the disciples nor the Romans had the body of Jesus. However, despite the growing evidence of Jesus' resurrection, they could not bring themselves to accept Jesus as their God. Because beliefs goes beyond mere evidence. In our own journey, we have concrete proof to believe in Jesus. We have tons of historical records and evidence, but that is not enough. We need the gift of faith given by God to believe that he is here present among us offering us offering us his peace that surpasses all understanding faith becomes the lens through which we can perceive the realities of his resurrection and it is this profound gift from God that bridges the gap between believing without seeing. That is why Jesus said to Thomas in verse 29. Notice what he said. You have believed because you have seen me. And he was talking about you and me here. Jesus was talking about us. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. It is often say, said that seeing is believing, right? How can we trust in something that we have never seen? How can we determine what is true and what is not? Well, we can use our reasoning skills to think critically and logically, and we can rely on physical proof provided by science. Additionally, verifying historical records help us to obtain solid proof of the truth. But when it comes to finding truth about the resurrection of Jesus, the most powerful source in the, is the word of God. The word of God surpasses logical reasoning, scientific evidence, and historical accounts. That is precisely what Jesus told the two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Do you remember? 
When they were slow to believe, Jesus told them to go to the scriptures because the scriptures from beginning to end talk about Jesus. And it is there where faith comes to believe. We have the word of God that is the most secure way to find the truth. It's like an anchor, says Peter. So if we believe in Jesus today, it's because we trust that the Bible, we trust what the Bible says. The Bible is the only guide to understanding the truth of God. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And that's how the writer of the Gospel of John finishes, finishes this chapter 20. Notice verse 20, 31. He says, But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is Yahweh, that Jesus is God in the flesh the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have eternal, eternal life. The peace of God is Jesus, and Jesus spells out fear. Jesus gives us a mission and Jesus help us taking away the doubts when it comes our way. And this is the peace that God has given us this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we stand before you, grateful for the peace only Christ can give. May the message of peace resonate in our hearts, freeing us from fear, empowering us for your mission, and clearing out, producing faith when doubts comes into our minds. And we pray all these in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen.